pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Your number one source for all the league's top headlines. Here's your host, Justin Kinner. All right, everybody, welcome in Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. I'm Justin Kinner, and we are dropping our second podcast this week. Usually we do one a week, but with this week, as things are starting to heat up and ramp up on both the men and the women's side for college basketball, uh, we wanted to bring you two. Yesterday, Al Pulaski, the voice of the Cleveland State men's basketball team, was good enough to be our guest on the Reach the Horizon podcast to give us some insight into the Cleveland State men's basketball team, who's 8-0 and to start the Horizon League season, which sets up a huge matchup on Friday night, Cleveland State at Wright State. Wright State was the preseason number one coming in, still battling it up at the top, and that's why this is such a huge series, as Cleveland State has an opportunity here to keep Wright State at an arm's distance away. Uh, and if you're Wright State, you have an opportunity to potentially give Cleveland State a couple losses and even this thing back up uh, heading into the second stretch of this season. So a big one on ESPNU, 7 o'clock, Friday night. Wright State welcomes in Cleveland State. It's going to be one of the top matchups, not just in the league, but in, in, in college basketball. Let's uh, switch gears and transition to the women's side. And I tell you what, another team is off to a very impressive start, just like Cleveland State. The Milwaukee Panthers are sitting atop the Horizon League at 8-0 and in league play, 11-1 and overall. And this is a Milwaukee team that was picked 7th in the Horizon League preseason poll. And this team is off to one heck of a start. They've already taken two from Green Bay. They have Cleveland State coming up this weekend. They have Wright State and IUPUI around the corner, Northern Kentucky as well. So this is a Milwaukee team who is rolling at this point, but they do have some tough games coming up around the corner as well. So I want to bring on the Milwaukee Panthers head coach, Kyle Recklick, who I'm excited to bring on. But first, just a reminder that all interviews and interviews and conversations that we do on the Reach the Horizon podcast are brought to you by health and wellness company Zervita, changing lives for the better through nutritional and performance-based products and opportunities. Coach Recklick, welcome in. I appreciate your time. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, Coach. We beyond appreciate your time. Look, this is our second podcast that we're dropping this week. And in the conversation I had earlier in the week with Al Pulowski, the the voice of the Cleveland State men's basketball team, uh, who very similar to you is off to an eight and zero start. Um, and I asked him straight up, I said, look, you know, you look at Cleveland State, they weren't projected to finish the top of the league, uh, very similar to your team as well. So the question is, is, is this a surprising start? You know, guys like me uh, who, who don't live around the program, you know, it, it's a surprise to us. It's a surprise to us that Milwaukee's 8-0, who, you know, was picked to finish seventh in the preseason polls. It's a surprise to us, but to you, Coach, and your hot start, you know your team better than anyone else. Is this a surprise start to the season? To be honest with you, it isn't. You know, at the end of the year last year, we finished out the conference season uh, winning seven out of our last eight games in conference, uh, and our only loss being to IUPUI, who won the league that year, and, and even that was a very close game. Uh, so we, we knew we had a lot of those players returning. We have a ex- very experienced senior class and five seniors, uh, and it's just and we ha- and got one of our studs back, too, off of an ACL from the year before. Um, Megan Wall said, and so it is. It, we were ready for this year. Our team was 
really prepared to come in and take the league by storm. Coach, this season, uh, a season unlike anything you have ever experienced, and obviously not just yourself, but your staff and your players, I mean everybody, um, you know, when you look at kind of how we are trying to move forward during this pandemic while still being able to have college athletics and professional sports and, and high school sports, it's unlike anything we've seen. But I am curious, when you think about where your team is now uh, and think back to before the season started, what concerns did you have about coming into this season with having such a wonky off season, you know, was it conditioning? Was it team chemistry, player development? What were some of the biggest concerns you had coming in that ultimately have not been as big an issue that maybe you had once anticipated? Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, a couple of things, actually conditioning, definitely being one of them, you know, I was a little worried about bringing our team back uh, and then jumping right into things uh, without having that summer where they had the chance to kind of warm their bodies up to the rigors, you know, of the season, uh, I was worried about injuries, you know, like what were we going to be able to sustain um, based off of if we push them too hard or, you know, trying to find that balance of, you know, not pushing them too hard. So that was, a, that was a, definitely a big concern that our staff had. And we worked really closely with our training staff to make sure that we kind of eased them back into things, <laughs> um, which I actually think the team liked. We didn't have like conditioning tests this year and, you know, kind of got them uh, feeling really good about things off on that end and then for as much as we have these five seniors we also have six freshmen um and so not having them be you know understanding the system and building that chemistry with the team uh it was going to be really interesting to see how we all meshed um when we got back but thankfully the seniors have taken over from a leadership perspective and have really guided them um along the way and there's a lot of times that i don't even have to stand up there and do coaching it's you know our seniors will stop drills and and teach along the way so that's been a true blessing now, 8-0 in Horizon League play, but you're 11-1 and overall. Um, I'm looking at it. It looks like you got about four non-conference games in this season, and, and I'm curious, how vital is the non-conference in prepping for conference play? And was that a concern as well? Obviously, you would like to, I mean, you treat non-conference as a way to kind of build your resume for an at-large if possible, but also prepping your team for league play. Was it a concern at all that you had a limited sample size of non-conference games in prepping for league play? Yes, for sure. And then it's that balance of, you know, playing playing teams where you can maybe get your confidence up while also playing some challenging games because you know you're going to face some of those when you hit conference. And so um, we really felt like um, we, we went after the non-conference schedule to attack that a little bit harder. We felt like we had a pretty challenging non-conference schedule. Um, once we got that first win under our belt, um, I felt like it really gave the team you know, our team, the confidence that they needed um, to attack the rest of it. But it was a, it was a crazy experience. You know, usually as a coach, we set our schedule a year in advance on the women's side. Men's are a little bit later. They take a little bit longer. But on the women's side, you're usually done with your schedule almost a year before you play the game. <laughs> um, and then all of a sudden with the dates changing and, you know, people, you know, having to back out because of COVID and stuff like that, it puts you, it put us in like figuring out games within a week or two weeks. And so we talked to our team a lot about sudden change and just being always prepared that, the opponent could change within two days, or we may add a game here or add a game there, and they just got to be ready to play. Um, and I think the fact that we talked about that earlier really helped them as well. No, that's a great point. And, Coach, I'm curious your thoughts on this because I have a couple friends that, you know, play college basketball. I have a couple friends that play college football. And the one thing um, that, you know, just in talking with them, they said, look, some of the, the worst part about all of this is the stress of testing. 
when they when they go to get a test, literally all they're thinking about is, man, I've been following the protocols, I've been doing everything right, but if I test positive, I could be why our team shuts down. I could be why we don't get key games in. I could be why we you know lose some key games or what what have you. There is a, a mental part of this that I don't even think we as casual fans can truly understand. What is that like for you as a coach who, for one, there's two aspects to it for you. You wake up every morning not knowing if, oh, man, is this going to be the day that one of our players tests positive and we have to shut things down? Or maybe it's you that tests positive and has to shut things down. How stressful is that? And what message are you giving to your players trying to walk them through that? Because as I said, there's a lot of physical things we talk about when it comes to sports. But the mental aspect of this is what and how are you balancing that? I absolutely think that you hit, you hit on a really good point there because that is the that has been the toughest challenge so far this year. Um, it's not been the physical play part and thankfully we haven't had to deal we've only had one COVID test uh, mm-hmm. positive test on our team um, and that was earlier in the season to one of our injured players so it didn't knock us out but um, there is a ton of test anxiety that comes into play um, we just actually tested this morning so um, we're speaking we're speaking on it in real <laughs> real life uh, feelings right now because you don't want to be that one you know and and so I, I've just really tried to approach it with our team we're, we're trying to have as much fun as we can every time we have an opportunity to see each other. I mean, we're laughing more than we ever have. We're joking around. We play more games in practice, uh, like competition games in practice than we ever have, um, just because we don't know if it's going to be our last day for a while. You know, we don't know if we're going to get that news that we get shut down. And so I just want to be having fun um, as much as possible. And then I've just told them, you know, you can really get COVID from anywhere, you know, going to the grocery store, from the from the gas station. And so I want them to understand that if, if something were to happen and somebody were, you know, to get positive and shut us down, that it's not their fault. We know that you know, we know and trust that our team is, is handling it the best they can, that they're you know, not going out to restaurants or going to parties or, or doing any of those things that is going to put their team at risk, uh, especially with the season that we're having. I really trust our team. And so if it is a, you know, then it's going to be a fluke. If we, if we get a positive test, it's going to be something happened um, that we had no control over. And so um, there's no shaming or, you know, anything like that. We just we've tried to be consistent in talking to them about that so that if or when it happens, um, that we already have that baseline. Yeah, that's just something I, I can't imagine being a uh, being an athlete right now during these times and just the, the the mental approach to every time you go to take a test, what are what's the repercussions? And I hate to use the word repercussions because it's not like anyone's anyone's being punished, but what's the fallout from a positive test? Uh, and I think we all know. I mean, as fans, when our team has to shut down, it devastates us as fans. I can't imagine from the players and coaches, uh, you know, who put all the time and the blood, sweat, and tears in. I can't imagine. Uh, how how it impacts your side uh, mentally when it comes to that. Uh, Coach, you know, earlier we talked about, you know, your team surprise start, although it may not be a surprise to you and your team. Let's talk about your players. Your players, you know, you have five seniors. They've obviously helped uh, kind of help pave the way for being the, the leaders of this team as well. When you talk about the successful start to the season, just talk about how important it is to have them and their approach, despite a team and your team being picked seventh in the preseason poll coming into the year. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I think that was part of our motivation so far this year has been the fact that we were picked seventh in the league. I think it rubbed our team a little bit the wrong way with how we had to finish at the end of the year, like how we finished the year before at the end of the year. And to be picked seventh, I think, put our team in a position where they really feel like every time we step on the court, we have something to fight for. And it really is led a lot by our senior class. Um, you know, we've got a point guard, Michaela Schmelzer, who actually was a, is a two-sport athlete. She played soccer for four years as well. And um, was a first-team all-conference soccer player. Um, so she, she's been our starting point guard now for four seasons, and, uh, and she's incredible. I mean, she, she kind of plays 
you know, dictates our pace during the game and dictates our defense. Um, so it's been great to have her leadership on the court. And then the really neat thing about our team is that on any given night, any, any person can score 15 or 20. So we don't have that one player that takes 20 shots a game. We have a bunch of players that take eight or nine shots. Uh, and so, and then when somebody gets hot, our team really feeds that person because they're incredibly selfless. So we've got, you know, post-second score, um, both Brandy Bisping, um, who's a senior, and Megan Walstead, who's a sophomore, have won Player of the Week honors so far this year already. Um, there, there are two starting post players. Uh, and then we've got two senior wings, and Sydney Saver and Bree Syrup, who have also had incredibly big, game for, big games for us along the way. I think every single person in that, that starting five has, like, won a game for us. Um, at some point in time during the season. And even our first person off the bench, who's also a senior, Michaela Santor, who's actually from the Dayton area, um, she actually uh, she, she starts some games for us. She comes off the bench some games. She's so dynamic. I mean, she led us in scoring in our very first game of the season, but she's been our consistent defensive um, go-to player. So um, it's just we have this rotation with our upperclassmen that is really, um, really great. And then we can intermix some of our younger kids in from time to time that really helps lift um, you know, give us lift because they're in great shape and they're really great athletes. The Green Bay program, obviously, you know, when you think of the Horizon League, you think of their dominance in the league, and, and you guys just be, you know, so geographically close. What is that rivalry rivalry like? And for you guys to come away with two wins, I mean, when you see a schedule, you know you have to play these back-to-backs, and you're at Green Bay on back-to-back. Such a rich history with that program. For you guys to come away with back-to-back wins on the road at Green Bay, just talk about that, getting those two wins against a rival like Green Bay, who's been the, the face of the league for quite some time. Yeah, absolutely. You know I mean? To have to play them twice on the road. Yes. <laughs> when you see the schedule, you're like, oh, gosh, well, that just doesn't seem right. And first games of conference. I feel like we always play them, you know, right off the bat. Um, and so, you know, I think our team, you know, really fueled with the win, you know, especially over Marquette, um, kind of proved something. You know, I mean, when we went, we beat Ball State and then we beat Bradley, who are two very good programs, um, one in the Missouri Valley, one in the MAC. Um, but then to go beat a Big East team and to really do it handily, I think, gave our team the confidence that we needed to say, hey, we, we really can make a run at it this season. And so we went, when we went into the Green Bay games, I think our confidence was on a pretty big high. Um, the one game that we lost was a very good Bowling Green team. Um, we only lost it by two points on the road. Um, and so I think our team was really feeling, you know, like we could go in there and get a couple wins. Um, you know, we, I think the, thing about having seniors is we're not having to like teach the system as much or you know I mean they're really just getting a chance to play now because they know what what's expected of them uh and so that's been a really really fun thing to watch out on the court is just the competition level and how hard they're competing um so I just I think it was a big moment for us the the really neat thing about our, our team is they haven't really been celebrating wins like I thought they would it's very much like business you know it's like they win they win a game it's like they're checking it off the list and they're moving on to the next opponent and you know, they really do talk about every team being the best team. Every team that we're coming, like as far as we're concerned, Cleveland State right now is the best team that we've played all this year. Um, and right now we're 0-0. Like they, they really come into every weekend thinking it's a new opportunity, a new challenge, and that we're just trying to get two wins. 
We have Kyle Reckless with us here on the Reach the Horizon podcast, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Just a reminder that our conversation today with Coach Reckless, uh, Coach Reckless, as well as all of our conversations with our guests on the Reach the Horizon podcast are brought to you by health and wellness company Zervita, changing lives for the better through nutritional and performance-based products and opportunities. Uh, Coach, as we send you out, I, I, you know, from a fan's perspective, I've really enjoyed the back-to-backs. I'm sure players and coaches might have a different perspective, but I am curious <laughs> your thoughts on this. I just think it's presented a lot of unique scenarios. Uh, you, you know, For instance, on the men's side, I remember like watching Wright State has had two situations this year where they, they beat Oakland by 41. Uh, they they uh, beat Oakland by 40 one night and then lost by 10 to that same team the next day. Um, this past weekend on ESPN2, Wright State loses at the button at the buzzer to Youngstown State, and then they beat them by 40 the next day. It just presents these weird things. And I'm looking at your schedule. You're getting a lot of similar results on those. You obviously haven't had a loss, but that has to be tough to prepare mentally for the same team back-to-back days. And let's be honest, when you blow a team out, that, how difficult is that for you as a coach to get your team as mentally focused for the second game against a team you just blew out to get them to come in with that same intensity as they did the first one? Yeah, absolutely. It isn't a challenge for sure. I think that coaches... Uh... As coaches, we're not sleeping at all, <laughs> you know, because it's like the game ends and then you we say you go to the war room, you know, you go back into that uh, room and you start watching the film, you break it back down, you get a film session ready, a new scout ready. Um, so you're getting very minimal sleep between those two games uh, to try to make yourself in, in a, the best position possible. To be honest with you, our team is really flourishing with it. Um, I think part of that is because we're so deep. Um, so we've been able to play, you know, we don't have anybody on our team who's playing 30 minutes a game. I mean, every, wow. I think our top players are playing 29 um, because, we're, because we're deeper than we've ever been. So we've been able to rotate a lot of people, um, which has been really helpful going into that second game, you know, because we've got legs under us um, coming into day two. I think the other thing is usually our team has to learn two teams in one weekend. You know, they've got to learn the personnel. They've got to learn the plays of two different teams. That's true. Now it's literally one, and it's about making adjustments. And so, you know, having the seniors that we have has really helped in that situation because they're really good from an adjustment standpoint. They can really, um, you know, take take coaching and have a really good understanding of how to switch that um, very quickly within a short frame, frame of you know, frame of time, because it is such a short amount of time. But um, we've been fortunate with that. But I could see where other teams, how stressful that can be, especially if you're playing seven to eight people a game, um, where you don't feel like you have the rotations that you need to to be successful. Coach, obviously, you ha- I mean, you have to be pleased uh, with where your team is at, at for the time being. I mean, a very good, you could not have asked for a better start. Uh, but you have a lot of good opponents coming up, Cleveland State, IUPUI, Macy Williams, I mean, the Wright State Raiders, Northern Kentucky. So a lot of good um, teams, doubleheaders, back-to-backs coming up around the corner. So I'm just curious your thoughts on, you know, how are you balancing, you know, make, you know your team feels good, you want to keep that momentum going, but also just trying to stress and emphasize the importance of keeping that mentality moving forward with all these big teams coming up with these big games coming up. Um, you know, how do you balance the, Hey, keeping the team upbeat, keeping that positive mojo going, but at the same time, emphasizing the importance of the intensity level remaining where it is and even upping it a level, um, as you kind of want to close the deal, you know, it's a hot start to the season, but you can quickly lose that momentum. How are you prepping for that? Yeah, the great thing is that we have a great routine right now, you know, so we play, you know, I play every Friday, Saturday, and then we take Sunday off fully, um, except for testing, we have to do testing on Sundays, and then Monday, um, they come in and do what's called a recovery workout, so they're not in the gym at all, I mean, really, we don't watch film with them, I just, I really want them to take two days off, because the weekends are so hard for them, 
Um, and then Tuesday we start getting back into it. So we get our prep day, you know, prep days Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then we go back after it on Friday, Saturday. So the cool thing about the schedule is it's really given us a nice routine. You know, the players know what to expect. They know what's coming. Um, there's, there's no surprises at all, which I think is really important at this time period. I mean, there's so many surprises with what's going on in the world, both from, a, you know, the pandemic standpoint, but also from a social injustice standpoint. I mean, our players are dealing with more than we can ever imagine or anything that we ever had to go through when we were in college. Um, and so to give them some consistency and to give them, you know, something where they know this is a set routine, I think has really helped um, them be successful as well. All right, Milwaukee Panthers head coach Kyle Reckless, good enough to join us here on Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Coach, thank you so much for your time. And, uh, you know, when I say congratulations, I know as a coach, you'll say congratulations for what? We haven't done anything yet. We're just in the midst of accomplishing <laughs> exactly. it. But, uh, you know, congratulations on where you are to this point. Best of luck uh, heading into the final stretch of this season. And, uh, again, hoping you and your teams, uh, you and your players and your family all continue to stay safe during these times. Thank you, and thank you so much for having me.